live for the 60th episode of the Bronx Bomb Bow podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And, well, goddamn, boys, I think baseball might be back after months and months of disputes and Rob Manfred being a cuck and just back and forth, how many games, how many everything. And I guess Manfred finally said, fuck it, 60 game season. And here we are. July 1st is the targeted date for spring training. July 24th, targeted date for opening day. 60-game season, 40 games within division, 20 games, other 20 games against teams in your region. Andrew, started off, thoughts? Baseball, p- possibly back. I'm still not fully convinced, though. <laughs> That's it. It's just that, that clip of Sunday Night Baseball where, where A-Rod was just like, baseball <laughs> that's exactly what I, feel. I mean this is this is wild i don't think we we thought we'd be we'd be here a couple weeks ago right i mean things were getting really ugly in in the dispute between the major league baseball players association and the owners uh and they just seemed so far apart and they seemed to each be so unwilling to meet in the middle that i i never thought we, we'd get here but Nonetheless, we're going to get a season. It's going to be a short season. It's going to have weird rules. Baseball purists are going to lose their mind, but I don't care because I need this back in my life. And, I mean, we're a month, we're a month away from seeing players back on the field in meaningful games, and that's awesome. Yeah, we've need, we've all needed this, especially because we were so close once they um, ended spring training. Like, the season was, what, two weeks away from – or no, it was the week before opening day was supposed to happen. And then they called spring training, and it was just kind of a – kicking the balls for everyone that was so excited for it because the Yankees had gotten coal and everything, but it's, yeah, this season's going to be absolute chaos and it's going to be weird because of the whole, you know, 60 games and only playing teams in your areas, but I don't really think it matters because anyone who really is a baseball fan is just going to be happy that baseball's back. They're not really going to be caring about any of the rules or anything. Let's just all be happy that we finally have something this season. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be super great to have it back. I think it's just it's crazy, you know, obviously we've all gone through a lot and heard a lot and you know, there's a lot of stuff still going on the last couple of months, but like nothing baseball or sports in general getting canceled has ever happened in any of our lifetimes. So it's just going to be nice to have well, it maybe back. An for sure. <laughs> Come on, cheap shot. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's been around the block a few times, let's say. Um <laughs> Uh, it really is just tough to describe. I, like I said, I was convinced. Like about two weeks ago, I was convinced. I was fully ready for there just not to be baseball this year and next year. I was ready. I was just I – mean, that's what I was telling myself. I, I didn't want to like hype myself up. I'm like, these two sides hate each other. They, they still do, obviously. But I just had no confidence in any sort of conclusion, agreement, whatever you want to call it, being reached. Just absolutely none. But – Hey, shit, 60-game season, just... And, you know, like, the whole players versus owners, like, obviously, I'm on the... I was on the player side throughout the whole thing, but I was getting a bit mad when guys like Blake Snell and a few others would just come out and say, oh, you know, we want our full money. And, like, I... Me, someone knowing baseball, knew what they were saying, but it just was really bad for optics, and it was really bad. It it looked really bad just to the casual fan, and, like, this was just terrible PR for Major League Baseball. Because, obviously, look, every league and every sport is dealing with this pandemic. Like the whole world is dealing with this pandemic. But it seemed like MLB was like the one league who just royally fought. Like every other league was just, all right, reach an agreement. This is safety protocols, how like everything taken care of. MLB, it was just a three-month process, and it was just a shit show in the media, back and forth. It, it, it just it was just terrible for baseball. I don't and think what's any- wild is that they had an opportunity to really increase their – their viewership and, and their fan base and, and national interest. Um, you know, I was watching the, the long gone summer um, 30 for 30 last week. And they talked about how, you know, Sosa McGuire home run race really brought major league baseball back from the, the 1994 um, lockout. But it, it kind of seems like baseball was, was teetering off. And we've had a, a couple of really good playoffs, a couple of really good world series the past few years, but I mean, interest is down over the last 10 years. Right. And this was a, a chance for them to steal it away from baseball, football, hockey, boxing, MMA, NASCAR, whatever it may be, right? Because it was going to be the only sport going on. They had an opportunity to take the field probably by maybe late May, if it all went went to plan. And, and we're sitting here. We're not going to get baseball games until almost August. I mean, I'm glad that we're still going to get that. But uh, there was an opportunity for them to be 
the only storyline in America for months. Yeah, MLB, I think, really, really messed this up because, like Luigi said, the players really were were also at fault in this. But MLB really kind of gave up the gave off the vibe to everyone that they were almost doing everything they possibly could to either not have a season or have the shortest season possible because mm-hmm. they had like the like uh, proposal of having like a forty eight game season with you know the players getting like half their salaries or whatever, and it was just insane because at that point if you're having a 48 game season as a instead of 162 games for something as big as this it's almost like you don't even want to have it especially because that was the 48 game proposal was what a month ago they could have easily stuffed in 70 80 games at that point but then instead they just decided to waste time and try and give a bunch of little offers just to try and get as little to or to try and uh, pay the players as little money as possible, which is the worst possible approach to take to this. And I think everyone in their own right was being kind of greedy because MLB wanted to pay the players as little money as possible. And the players wanted to get their full salaries and neither one of those was going to be happening. So it was just a really difficult situation overall. I mean, I think it's obviously there's been issues with baseball, you know, for a couple of years now where, you know, the owners don't want to spend and the players are, you know, been seeing players year after year for a long time get these huge contracts and all of a sudden the owners stop writing the check. And, you know, baseball has been, you know, has had the longest run of uninterrupted labor peace. If you could call it that, I don't think you could call it that anymore because it's pretty clear, you know, they didn't even really like they didn't even reach an agreement. They just like Alex, like you said, they kind of kicked the can down the road. I feel like the owners they they got what they wanted, right? They want to play not that many games, and the players had gone through numerous proposals with a hundred and I think the highest one was even like a hundred and forty, and you play till next February or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not good. Obviously, we're going to be you know really happy to watch it, but it's I think in terms of long term, it really is it's still something to be nervous about because these two sides can't agree on things. And yeah, like the I, NBA, even the NHL, for the longest time, people like to rip on Gary Bettman. But even the NHL reached some form of agreement to play. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's hard because, you know, the NBA and the NHL were at, like, the end of their season. And these dudes are really negotiating to, like, how are they going to do whatever their season is going to be, like, the whole thing. But yeah. it's still not really good, and I don't think it reflects – I mean, we've made fun of the guy a lot. It really reflects very poorly on the leadership of – of Rob Manfred in terms of organizing his quote unquote employers, organizing the owners and organizing the players to be able to agree on things. MLB was in such a bad position as opposed to the other major sports, just because they were planning on starting their season pretty much right as the Corona outbreak became really, really bad. Whereas the NBA and the NHL were at the end of their seasons, like G said, and they really only had to go through, like the processes of planning their playoffs. They didn't have to go through planning an entire season. And the NFL, even though they had to go through an entire season, they were starting they're starting their season in September and the preseason in August. So they were kind of being more patient, seeing how things were going, and now they have a plan in place which seems like it'll happen. So MLB was faced with one of the tougher positions, but I still they really, really screwed it up. Yeah, and also, I mean, I know we're we're harping on the league and and Rob Manfred, and and I'm not gonna make it seem like I'm I'm fully in, in their corner here, but um, I do think the players also took advantage of the fact that Major League Baseball is is, is at a you know they're they're at like a crossroads for mm-hmm. where where they are in their labor disagreement um, anyway. I mean, they know that the CBA is is set to expire at the end of next year, and the players used this dispute here as a platform to kind of in advance air their grievances for what they want in, in the 2022 CBA, um, which which I do think was a, a little unfair to the league, definitely unfair yeah. to the fans who wanted to just see them back on the field. I mean, figure out what you need to do to make sure you get paid enough to make sure that you're safe and that you, you know, you can go about doing your job this season. But I mean, they still have an entire year and a half at this point left of the current CBA and to use this standoff as a platform to, to get ahead of those negotiations, I thought was inappropriate, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I respect, I respect the players who have, you know, the balls to come forward and speak their opinions. Like Trevor Bauer is so vocal on Twitter 
about things like this, and he's done. He's not held back about things with Manfred and stuff. But I think stuff like that. You're right, Andrew. They really have kind of been taking advantage and trying to talk, or not trying to talk, but like they're just trying to use it as a way to get their way. And because they have, there's people like Bauer who have such big followings on Twitter, they know that they're going to have some type of influence. Yeah. See, like, I agree. Like, with Bauer, him, what almost everything he said on Twitter about Manfred and about, like, I've agreed with. Oh, yeah. But the the whole point is just, it just looks bad. Like, when you guys are just, like, in this dispute in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle Mm -hmm. of, like, millions of people losing their jobs, it just looks bad. Like, I get what you guys are saying. Well, and it looks really bad to have a bunch of players on Twitter basically talking about how terrible the commissioner of MLB is, too. Like, it's good that they are comfortable enough to voice their opinions, but it's not a good look to have a bunch of players just talking about how Manfred needs to change and or how he needs to step down and how he needs to do this and this. Yeah, and the funniest shit about, like, what's when Snell made his comments, I thought the most the funniest most ironic thing about that was he was like streaming video games at the time and i'm like oh my god any boomer that sees it's gonna be like look at this punk playing video games saying he wants his full money like screw you kid wasn't that when he was when he was doing the uh the mlb the show tournament yeah no that's what i'm saying like he's like any boomer would just see that see him playing video games and complaining like that like oh my god this is just two for the price of one these boomers are gonna get set off if they see this but no, like I, I completely because like the MLB was just, it was just a real shit show. Like I, I really do wish. Like obviously we live in a day and age where like it seems like everything that happens just gets reported to the, the masses. But why? Like I really wish they could have just done this behind closed doors because it would just been so much better. Just yeah, it would have been way. It was just better. terrible PR for the MLB. Well, yeah. in a you know, the ML, like Andrew said, the MLB over the last 10 years hasn't exactly been on fire, you know, and just to have this happen when back in April, like people literally would have watched two pro athletes play ping pong, you know, like that's how desperate people were for sports. And yeah, because you know, everyone was stuck inside. Exactly. April, everyone just was just stuck inside. Anything. There's nothing on. And, you know, not that the MLB could have came back in like April with the pandemic, but I mean, they definitely, I don't know, like they, who knows, like they probably could have been back by the end of this month if everything went well, but that's neither here or there. Uh, let's get into some of the details of the, this agreement they reached. Um, so, like I said, 60 games, July 24th, still 10 playoff teams. So, full pro rate, so that means about 37% of their full season salary. Here's some, some, like, some of the major changes. So, there's no spit. We talked about this before the show, but there's no spitting, seeds, chewing gums, or any of that sort. No high fives. Everyone, I think everyone who's not playing, not in the game, has to wear a mask in the dugout. What else is there? Pitchers have to bring their own rosin back. Yep. That, that's bring an interesting ro- one. I didn't see that one. That's yeah, that, I saw that. Okay, ball will be thrown out once it has been touched by multiple players. Okay. They, I mean, they kind of just do that. They're any, gonna be going they do that sh- anyway. They already go. go through, they already go. Well, what is multiple anybody. players? Isn't isn't every pitch multiple players? Pitcher, yeah, like catcher? <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll have the catcher wear gloves or something yeah uh, celebratory contact yes or no high fives fist bumps or hugs like the, see like that's that's all good and all but like what if somebody last game of the season just hits like a walk-off home run to clinch yeah. a playoff spot? you're telling me you're gonna avoid all contact that's just gonna be near it's impossible gonna be like celebratory nods at each it's other. like everyone's just gonna good be job. everyone's gonna be like rushing at the guy and then just hold it pulling up like right at six feet like oh shit shit <laughs> Like Everyone in the dugout will have their cell phone and they'll circle. tweet. Yeah. Everyone crowding around home plate, but like six feet apart in a circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is going to be weird, man. I mean, you know there's going to be like just obviously just like some people don't follow the rules that their uh, local governments have in place. Some players are just going to like, you know, go into the fucking uh, showers and just like chew some seeds or chew some, put a dip in, you know, like guys are still going to do it. But I mean, if they get caught, they're definitely going to get heavily fined, but. There's gonna, I feel like there's going to be a lot of fines this season. <laughs> Just because it's they're going to be getting break news like from Passat, like midnight, like um, <laughs> Aaron Judge fined twenty five thousand dollars for spitting on the field. <laughs> it's just like what? Oh my god! Like, imagine if you've been in a coma for a year and you just went, oh, let's watch some baseball. And you're like, wait, why did Aaron Judge get fined twenty five k for spitting? 
Like what? What the? What the fuck? How? Like what? What guys spit like every game? And someone hits like, a walk off home run. You're like, why is everyone just in the dugout not doing anything at all? Every yeah. game. Like, why is the crowd so fucking dead, man? Let's go. <laughs> Where is everyone? It's a beautiful the crowd day. Not there. Like yeah, it's a beautiful day in August. What's yeah. everyone doing? Yeah, it's, it's. They need to put like uh, shit in the uh, in the they did in Japan. Yeah, where there was an orchestra in, um, I think, Spain that was playing to uh, an auditorium full of, like, houseplants, pretty much. Stuff like that. <laughs> CGI, yeah, that that would be so funny. Well, Honestly, didn't they have, like, CGI fans in, in Korea? Did they really? In, like, there was a big that. Italian soccer game, and they almost, like, had the fans, like, it was animated. And it was kind of annoying, though. Like, Wasn't there a European team that had a bunch of sex dolls and, like, hair and yeah, makeup? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I think, it was, I think there's, I think that was there's a lot of... There, I mean, there's a lot of potential for, like, you know, mic'd up and, like, new sounds you get to hear on the field, but I'd be just as okay if they, like, piped in some crowd noise, too. Otherwise, it might get a little weird, weirdly See, if quiet. See, if they piped so, in crowd noise, though, I feel like that would also be kind of weird. Okay, uh, there's – so, so basically, on the, the boxing on ESPN, I know you guys don't watch boxing. I'm a big boxing fan. And they've had this – there's an app called Hear Me Cheer, and you could, like, log in and, like – it's literally you and a bunch of people, and you make noise, and that you could hear it on TV. It's kind of weird, but I mean, that's that is kind of pretty cool. <laughs> can like fifty thousand people, or like two yeah, million people, like, all contribute? Only like a hundred, two hundred people, you know, a few hundred people at a time. But for like a big game, I feel like there could be like a thousand or so people in there, and they definitely have to monitor the hell out of that because you know there'd be people slipping in like curse words and racial slurs and all oh, type God, of shit. Yeah. People just suck, but you know. It's definitely a good idea. <laughs> political propaganda. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you'll just hear a bunch of like political things. You're just like, all right, who's who's monitoring this shit? <laughs> Imagine just like you're up to bat, and all you hear about is like Russia is controlling the United States. <laughs> like, dude, what the hell? Shut this up. <laughs> it's like a batter steps out. Like, time out. Is that a Biden campaign ad? I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here, man? Yeah, no, there's. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna do that, but I mean, they could easily. I mean, which NBA team got? Or no, was it the Falcons got caught piping in crowd noise? You know, like so. I mean, it can't be that hard. But I don't know. Like the whole like putting people in the stands, like that shit's weird. Like I think you should just keep the stands empty. Yeah. But, I mean, people. I didn't see anything too. about. Like I assume there's gonna be no fans, but like I didn't see anything about you know the lack of fans in here. I guess it's just assumed. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Well, Crane said he wants to get fans. But I mean, first of all, no one, no one needs to prove more to the league than than the Astros, yeah. and and Texas already has a, a blueprint. Uh, whether you agree it's safe or not is its own thing, but um, they already have a plan for for an upcoming NASCAR race to have fans. I don't know how many, but like that, that's going to be a disaster when they if, if it, they put like. I'm just saying, Texas has already been very progressive in. In, in getting fans in, in the stands. I just don't know how much we trust it. But Crane seems to think that it's going to happen. And again, no one needs fans in attendance more than the Astros right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the Astros, more than anyone probably would want to just go by the commissioner's rules. I don't know. I mean, if we're going by Texas, Tex, the governor of Texas has said some concerning stuff in recent days. So I think it's probably safe to assume that there won't be any fans. You know, obviously none of us are doctors, but you know, Corona spreads much like much less in like outdoor spaces. So like if if a stadium just only allowed like I don't know thirty percent capacity and required everyone to wear a mask, like, I could see having fans be allowed, especially if they're just all spread out and they're outdoors. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, a lot I of are doing gonna, outdoor dining, right? What is I've heard the, what I've heard with the NFL is like the NFL is going to like leave it up to teams of like what capacity they want their stadiums to be at. Which I heard <laughs> this is college football, but I heard like. Uh, Phil Fulmer said, "Like, oh, Tennessee's gonna have like a full, fully packed stadium in the fall." And I'm, I don't know about that. Are you but, sure about that? Yeah, I don't know about that. But well, yeah, I mean, we'll did you see what what like the Giants did? And, and I'm sure. I mean, I wonder if Major League Baseball did the same thing. But like the the football Giants, New York Giants, they announced. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Oh yeah, the season that, ticket holder. Yeah, that if you're a season ticket holder, like you can't give up. You can't miss a season. You get taken off the list. And you gotta like restart again. And the waiting the waiting period for I don't know they're not great now, but at the heyday, the waiting line for getting season tickets was like 10 years, right? Um, so the Giants are allowing you to I mean, it's either get a full long. refund or like an account credit. I think it will automatically pay for, for the following season. Or you can 
you can opt out all, all you know all together out of this season and just resume paying next year, or you can just pick and choose and say, hey, I'm only going to go to two of the you know eight home games, and I just want to be billed for these. So I wonder how Major League Baseball is going to treat that with with their regular um, season ticket holders. Again, baseball is different because not everyone goes to 80 games a year. Um, but I, I I don't know if people even if they had fans from day one, you would go to 40 games, right, or 30 games in a 60 game season. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be very – they still have a lot of things to work out. It's going to be very interesting to see until there's whatever. Like, it's – this is just what it is, you know? I mean, they've been having – you know, it's obviously the cases in other places have gone down a bit compared to the U.S., but, you know, it seems like in soccer in Italy and soccer in a lot of these European countries, it seems like, you know, for the most part, everything's been going well. Like, there hasn't been – they haven't had any fans in the stands or anything, and everybody on the sidelines wearing a mask. But it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it really is. I'm still like I, I still have no idea what to expect, you know. Like, like honestly, with all the testing though, and I know this is kind of controversial, but like they, re- I think they should just keep it all like private. Just do your own testing. Like when a guy's out, like, because like if there's just an announcement for every time a guy has COVID, there could be false alarms. There could be false negatives. Like, well, just... they have. They said they're gonna release like a or have a specific COVID uh, IL. Yeah. Right. For people like, that like have shown systems yeah, just like, yeah, right, and right. want to quarantine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's not – there's no time on that, right? I know that they no, – No, there's no you have to, In order to return, you have to have two negative tests. Okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. That might take yeah. three weeks, but I mean you know, it, it is what it, it is. You know, and if, if it does take three weeks, that's – fine because but it's that's not what exactly. i'm that's what i'm saying why they should keep it internal because like you know there could be false next so it's like if you announce let's say on saturday night like oh this guy tested positive for covid and everyone freaks out then it's like oh wait it was actually a false negative you know like this could just be a big misunderstanding and yeah. just just keep things like i wish more mm-hmm. people things would keep things internal they're gonna have to temp everyone you know do the contactless temping um yeah. You know, I, I've seen this at, at other sporting events or, or whatever has been going on right now. Like even like some grocery stores are doing this. I think like Whole Foods did it for a while. Um, you know, you, you someone will just pull up into like the parking lot, roll down their window, and someone will be there, and they'll put the gun to their forehead, and if they're an okay temp, they let them in. I don't know the way Andrew said, the way Andrew said, yeah, put a gun to your head. I know, I know. I know. Put a gun to his forehead. Says, give me the effing money. And <laughs> no, they're probably gonna have to temp every single person who comes into the, into mm-hmm. the ballpark. Um, staff, players, coaches, whatever it may be. And it's going to be tricky, but I'm sure they'll, they'll meet with the CDC and, and, and come up with a plan that, that you know, makes sense. I'll be interested to see how they like handle this, like in terms of releasing or not releasing, you know, information on players who, who test positive, because even like you saw a couple of years ago with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, the, yeah, there was, was a report that, that said that. the Cowboys. It's very personal information. Like the Cowboys, or it was reported like a few members of the Cowboys had tested positive, and then someone said specifically like Ezekiel Elliott tested positive, and we got it from his agent. And then Zeke was on Twitter saying like, "No, you didn't get it from my agent." What about HIPAA? Obviously, it's an incredibly private thing. Like if someone pops up and they're all of a sudden not playing, yeah. that'll fall under whatever the league's policy on releasing injury information but i have to imagine that if players don't want it to be released like this is this isn't just like oh i pulled my hamstring this is like a totally different thing so i'm sure they'll have their own stuff that we'll learn more about that's what i'm that's what i'm saying though like it should just it should just be kept private like you know now obviously sometimes things get kept private and teams don't report things i get that but i just mean like this is very personal for these guys and personal information i don't think the public just shouldn't know right away. Like it's, you know, because you see like Woj reporting, like it's breaking news, like this player has COVID-19. Just let, if they, if these guys want to report that, and if these guys are doing the right things, then let them, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just a think much, it's a much more personal It's like they're using it to thing. like get clicks, like, oh, like yeah. big story, this player has COVID. Well, shut, that's shut what, well, think, if you think about it, that's what um, basically like ESPN and everyone and all the sports houses, that's how they made their money. During yeah, that's true. April, all they would do would be reporting who they found out got had COVID and stuff like that. It yeah. really was how they would make their money and how they would stay in business because they that got attention. People would be true. like, "Oh, who's 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 has it this time?" So I think I feel like it was it was made worse by you know 
like getting scoops like the insiders watch for the NBA or like a couple of years ago when JPP had the thing with his hand and mm-hmm. then like Adam Schefter got in trouble and they had to dis- like settle it out of court because they said Adam Schefter like illegally obtained access to his medical records like mm-hmm. it's it's probably made worse and I mean there's going to be hopefully not a lot but you know probably a steady stream of instances where we'll see how they how they manage it in this case. Well, it's interesting. There is, I think there was like a female boxer a couple of weeks ago who she tested positive for COVID and, you know, they had to cancel her fight. She said she actually had blood work done and her blood, she was asymptomatic and her blood wasn't infectious. And I think she just, she had like the antibodies, which resulted her in a positive test. So I don't know. It's like, it's very interesting to hear some of that. And like, maybe if they like advanced the testing, we they'd be, because be, look, look, if a guy's sick, if a guy is a threat to spread it, then yeah, he should be shut down for at least two weeks. But it'll be interesting to see like if they have like some alternate form of testing or a more not even alternate, just like a more advanced form of testing that more accurately depicts like all right, who's which one of these guys is infectious, which one of these guys is a threat to spread. And you know, the guys who are, are like, you know, I'm I'm assuming being that most you know, these guys are professional athletes, very I assume very few of them have the uh, you know pre existing conditions that would make them very vulnerable to getting getting really sick from covid but it's it's more about like if those guys live with you know little kids like avery bradley for example he's sitting out the nba season because his i think his six-year-old has like is very immune to those things or very not very yeah, immune yeah. To those things. that's why he's sitting out so you know it, it's going to be interesting to see like if, if we do get well, more advanced testing, <clears throat> if we do get more accurate uh, ways to measure you know who is a threat to spread Something to look out for because uh, we, I mean the NBA had a whole exhaustive like you know list. They're going the NBA is going into the bubble. They're all going to Florida. They're all going to stay in certain hotels. Like that's a whole other scenario. One thing I read about for them, which I guess Major League B, everyone should have access to it eventually. I hope they do. But you know that they're going to have this like smart ring that like so mm-hmm. you wear the ring and it like it is able to like you know ping you or it'll it'll say like it can detect like really early warning signs of like if you're gonna have it or if you know you have x then you should be like so it's just a ring that you wear and it's supposed to like alert you to whatever concerning signs or symptoms you might be having like up to three days in advance so i mean if if the nba has it then and maybe major league baseball will have that too that's pretty Rob, interesting because I mean, Rob Manfred you figure... is give everyone a thermometer. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, w- at what point of, of infection are you actually contagious, right? Like, I know you don't have enough of the virus in your body within what, like, 24, 48, 72 hours to even give it to someone else. You barely have enough to even test positive at that point. Um, so, like, I, that's going to be really interesting that that information that that comes out and whether it's just a detection, like, hey, you have early signs of it, just quarantine now, don't even risk it. And then a couple of days later, hey, guess what? It looks like you didn't have it, but it was, you know, better be safe than sorry. You, you can resume playing. That's fine. Um, or if there's some kind of treatment, not like a, a cure or a vaccine, certainly, but something that like if you know you were exposed early on, you can maybe take something that could kill the virus before it's like, you know, multiplied a billion times in your system. And it's strong enough so that it actually can fight off uh, medication. I don't know. We're going to have to see where, where it goes, but um, again, the concern with, with the season is as it gets later in the year, um, same thing as we've seen with the flu. And again, coronavirus isn't the flu, but it has similar um, trends with weather. As it gets cooler, we may see a spike there. So um, we're really hoping that it doesn't wash out the playoffs here. Yeah, I guess that's probably not to beat this topic to death, but like I think it's interesting that we'll see that um, the NBA is they're all going to one place. So whether it's, you know, Florida, New York, or wherever, like, they're all going to be there together. Like, so, you know, anything as it relates to, like, weather, you know, patterns or travel, anything, like, like they don't have to worry about that. And baseball seemingly does in terms of, like, different geographies and things like that. So hopefully that doesn't – Yeah, but you, I, you know, would almost hope stuff up. places that, that got hit hardest the earliest um, are the places that are going to be best positioned to weather the storm as it gets cooler. So, like, New York, like Massachusetts, right? Um, I mean, New York's pretty – pretty under control at this point not that you can't don't have to be vigilant but like new york has the lowest infection rate in the country right now so that right the and you, and you wonder because remember how many people were, were getting sick in new york and new jersey early on in this thing and that's when testing wasn't even what it is now like so i wonder if like the, the real numbers of people who were infected it was like double that right and then if that's the case then maybe half, you know half the state has already been uh, I mean, um, bring them all to new york play put yeah. them in court in the bubble and let them all play here they just 
They, There's just not like enough stadiums. What the NBA is going to do, they could just play like the NBA is going to do like several games back to back. Like baseball games are, you know, put three or whatever hours long, but like, shoot, you know. Well, that actually is interesting. That's something else that we didn't, we didn't touch upon that. I mean, baseball is a sport without a clock, but it almost is this year because of the extra inning rule. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know if if you'd mentioned that earlier. Yeah, no, it's one of the changes I forgot to mention. So basically there's just going to be, and this is just, they're saying this is just for the regular season and it's just for this year. But yeah, if there's you know once it's the bottom of the ninth inning, what is it runner on second and one out or no outs? It's if it's, it starts in the tenth inning, the inning starts, starts right. with a runner on second. Yeah, that's some old school. What they used to call there's a bunch of different names they had. If it was like Texas shootout and like a bunch of different things we used to call it and travel. But yeah, it's it's pretty wacky. I mean, it definitely might as helps well. well, with the Yankees, it's not going to be a normal season. The runners are scoring. <laughs> You know, we, we might lose a lot of extra inning games, you know. But I almost wonder if that'll that'll further extend games. Because they didn't say, hey, if games are tied through 12 innings, we're going to call it a tie, right? Yeah, I mean, then you they can just, end... they, they're not going to call anything ties. If you give both teams a runner on second to to start the inning, maybe you have games where both teams score a run three both innings in a row, right? Both teams scoring, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, then you yeah, haven't really solved that. anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like RBI single, three mm-hmm. outs. RBI single, three outs. RBI single, three or outs. Or you like, could... You could also have it where, like, in the top of the tenth inning, a team scores a run, and then say it's like five four going into the bottom of the tenth inning, and then the first pitch of the inning, someone could hit a home run and win the game. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah that, that's like you're right. That's crazy. About yeah. a lot of these, like they've been talking about a lot of rules. They've been talking about a pitch clock. Like you might as well do that stuff, right? Like they've yeah. tested a lot of these things in minor league baseball. But like this isn't going to be a normal season, so I. If and that would probably lead to a whole exhaustive non-agreement negotiation thing too. But like, I'd rather they test out a lot of this stuff now, and you know, see what they got, see what sticks, see what actually makes sense. Yeah, why not use the robot umps right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, I mean, I, I, I guess the umpire is still there, even though they're not calling strikes. I right? almost hate it though, just because oh. Manfred's been campaigning. Manfred and MLB have been campaigning for you know, shorter games and to cut as much unnecessary time off as possible. And then this happens where it's almost necessary to do that. So they are, all, they are essentially getting their way now. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people are going to like the short season. They're going to be like, yeah, see you guys. And it's like, yeah, it was a fucking pandemic. All right. Yeah, exactly. like, shut up. Come on. You know, you know what they should do too. If they're trying to limit, you know, game length, trying to limit exposure with, you know, players getting sick potentially during a pandemic. Um, have you, I haven't seen anything, uh, but maybe I missed it. There's no mercy rule in place, right? Like, if a team's up by 10 runs after five innings, they, they should just call it. Like, I know that's not the baseball way, but in, in this scenario, like, <laughs> yeah. why not? I think How many teams are coming back down 10 runs? Of, I think it, if they did something like that, I think they'd more do something like make games like seven innings instead. That'd be weird. I mean, it would be really weird. But just... I, can, I, can, I can see that. I could pro- possibly see that happening. Robot ups, I'd love to see, but you know the Major League Baseball umpires have a union too. So anytime we have to get baseball's, you know, leadership in an, a room to negotiate something, I'd rather we just avoid that scenario as much as possible. Oh, good. Yeah. So we can give Angel Hernandez. A yeah, uh, we, we don't want Angel Hernandez's feelings getting hurt anymore. There was actually you know? was, there was actual. It's like, it's like yeah, everyone definitely hates him, you. Though, it's like somewhat the, recently, right? Like yeah, they, like they released Angel a report Hernandez. that he has like all these. All these instances. Like one of the grievances is like missing four calls in the first two innings of a Yankees Red Yeah. Well, there was a 2018. He literally refused to reverse a call and replay, even though the replay showed he was wrong. He refused. He was mad about it. Like, that's fucking insane. Like, my God. I don't like MLB replay because it, it. it un- it undermines my authority. It's like, dude, your authority was wrong every maybe, time. <laughs> maybe if you don't want your authority to be undermined, maybe you should, you know, get the calls right. Instead. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, Angel Hernandez is just like, because, you know, especially with go- what's going on now in this country with, you know, the racism and just how fucking terrible people are with it. Uh, it Angel Hernandez saying, oh, people hate me because it's race- racism. It's like, look, Angel. That's like literally the last reason why people people hate you because you're like the worst umpire that anyone's ever seen of all time in any sport. He literally tried to claim racism. I believe it was last year, and it's like, yeah, look, I think it was last year. Yeah. It's on, like, man. look, man, come on. Like a third of the league is is from. Like you're, it's like we don't hate. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, dude, we don't hate. It's like we're not racist. We're we're, we're literally see you blow calls like every game you ump in. Come on, man. People uh, don't hate him. They just want you know calls to be fair. 
That's all that people want, and he's it's just like, going man, out of his way to try to If you're a good umpire, like most it. people shouldn't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. I think we made that point last, like, um, on a pod last season. We were like, mm-hmm. the good umpires are the ones that people don't know exactly. by name. Or like, the guys who have just been around for so long. They're like, yeah. Them. It's like a good cover exactly. guy in football. It's like you're a good old lineman. Like, you know he's doing a good job when you don't hear his name a lot. Exactly. If you're hearing a guy's name a lot, you know, oh, he's probably fucking up a lot. And it's just why he's calling his name. And that's Angel Hernandez in a nutshell. So, yeah, screw that guy. But I'd, I'd be down for <laughs> robot umps. But, yeah, you know, that would just that'd be like, wait a minute. Now the Umpires Association is going on. So now that's going to hold up the season a bit more. Yeah, you used to have replacement so umps. Like, we had replacement Oh, my God. <laughs> A funny um, nugget about Angel Hernandez, since it was it only came out a couple weeks ago, that um, Major League Baseball said he was like eavesdropping, like they baseball was investigating. I forget what they were investigating. Um, oh, there was like um, in 2019, like a Red Sox Rays game was delayed, and there were there was some like investigation as to why that it was delayed, and they had interviewed Angel Hernandez over the phone. And then Joe Torre basically said, like, um, he didn't get off the phone and eavesdropped into the rest of our meeting. Like, <laughs> like just, oh, my God. It's like, you know, 10 minutes go by. There's like, Angel, we know we could see you're still there. It's just like, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they need to get rid of that guy. Like, there's a lot of bad umpires. He is far and away the worst one. Like, yeah, he's he's awful. Um, he's not great. Nope, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> Um, guys, well, so let's, let's, talk, let's, obviously we've really just been talking about the MLB as a whole, but let's kind of shift the focus to the Yankees. Uh, and let's just get, uh, let's just address this right now. All right. Cause it's a 60 game season. And like, are, are we all just convinced? Like, there's no way the Yankees start off the first 10 games. Like what are the percent chance that the Yankees are above 500 after 10 games? Guys, what are the odds that they just run the table? Like, let's be honest. We have to discuss that as a real possibility. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I would go best possible record at, like for any team. 48-12. Absolute team. If a team just went on, like, you know, like a 17-game win streak and started the year, like, 19-2 and two or something. Well, remember the Mariners last year? Didn't they start off something ridiculous? Uh, like dude, I was about to say, the Mariners are making the playoffs. Like, the Mariners are going to be, like, 24-6, and six, and then they're just going to, you know, lose, like, almost every game. But they'll still like, get they'll in at like, 35 and 25. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's definitely going to be a team that makes the playoffs, like, having less than 20 wins. You know what's going to I mean, be wild, best, too, with such a small season. game? So a small season, you're going to have – way more opportunity for ties, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be, like, multiple tiebreakers getting the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. It'll be I mean, the best teams win 95 to 100 games each year, so, like, a little bit more than 50%. I don't think it's crazy that you could see a team close to 40 wins, but, like, it's not going to be, like, you know, oh, they're just going to dominate and win, like, 45 games because of the Yankees or because of the Astros or whatever. Like, it's still... I think a good team is going to be, like, 39 and 21. I mean, that's still a very good winning percentage, Right. Um, and you could still, you know, establish yourself as the dominant team in the postseason if you can get in with that record. Uh, I'm just curious where, um, like, where the cutoff will be, right? I mean, like, what what record is not going to be good enough to get in? Because I think um, that's really where we're concerned, right? I mean, the Yankees line up at, in pretty good shape to win the AL East, and if they don't, it would be a pretty big shock. I think we agree. Um, I mean, you know, Tampa could maybe pull some out of the hat if, if, if Toronto can learn how to pitch, cause they, we know they can hit this see, year. The, um, see, the thing is though, this season is so short that mm-hmm. really anything could happen. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, even the Red Sox could be good. I mean, yeah. I hope not, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, the Red Sox could be, could finish in last place because you think about it last season, they started off, basically in the cellar for the first month and a half of the season. And then they were pretty good, but they just couldn't make up the ground that they had lost at the beginning right. of the season. So it's really up in the air. Like, because it's only 60 games, really anything could happen. The team could just go on a huge winning streak. Like think about it, the Indians in 2017, I think. Yeah, it was 2017. They had the 22 game winning streak. Mm-hmm. If someone does that in this season, they basically are just, cementing themselves as a division. Yeah, even if you lose at the first I mean, five or six games here and you win 22 straight, like, yeah. you're in first place by a lot. <laughs> a couple years ago, the 22 Mets games won... straight during the regular season and then blow a 2 nothing lead in the division series. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Mets a few years ago, like, won 11 in a row or something to start off 
in like the first 15 games or something. If you do that now, you start off like the first 15 games at like, you know, 13 and two, you really are going to have a good shot to win the division where as of, you know, a normal season, it would just be kind of like, oh yeah, they had a good start, but now it's, they're probably going to go back down to earth where now there's not enough time really for a team to go back down to earth. Yeah, even if they tank, I mean, they're not going to lose 30 straight, right? Yeah, so exactly. You're throwing a good so, so to answer your, your question, Luigi, I mean, like what is the, the chance that the Yankees like – what what percentage would you put the Yankees um, at, at above 500 um, through 10 games? I, I would say I, I, I would say like I'm going to play this diplomatically and say 50% because there's, there is a window for them to start off four and six and then I still just, get really hot and be a very just, good team. But just like, the way, know, Just the way our fan base is and the way the Yankees kind of, you know, gotten off to some slow starts last few years, like – I just, I just know it's going to happen. I'm like, wow, they're going to be four and six. And everyone's going to be like, up, oh, I mean, three games out of also, the playoff spot. <laughs> if you with only fifty to go, a bunch of players, <laughs> a bunch of players rolling out there with like a Mark Teixeira level slow start, then that would obviously suck. But like, if they like load up the first two weeks of the season with Baltimore or, or like early season Baltimore, like they did last year, then then I'd be feeling pretty good about it. Here's yeah, a weird but, thing I just thought about the other night: um, is are we going to see like more Tommy John surgeries than ever this year. I feel like in the short season, play, pitchers are going to be incentivized to throw as hard as they can, and more are going to blow out their elbow. Am I and crazy for thinking that? No, I, you know I why? Because you know, yeah. look, you know, obviously, like I assume most of these guys have been staying in shape, but you know, there's just been some guys effing off the last few months, just oh, laying yeah. around, getting fat, and now they're like, oh shit, gotta go back to spring training this week. I'm now, fat yeah. as hell, and like those are probably going to be the guys that are going to be more susceptible to injury. But yeah, it probably works well for a lot of a lot of players on the Yankees, though, because, you know, we've had the whole injury issue. And I know they redid the strength and conditioning and I know it didn't seem like it meant anything. Because remember, if you go back to spring training, we were in bad shape going into the regular opening day. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to have basically everyone. Hicks might be back. I mean, Judge should certainly be back. Stanton looks like he might be back. Like <laughs> not to be like good uh, downer, like a lot of those players will be back. And that is like a super, super awesome thing that we didn't have the luxury of a couple months ago. But like. The Aaron Judge in, in, uh, injury was pretty damn concerning, and if there is any setback at all for him, I mean for any of them, but for him being like the guy, if there's any setback at all, he's pretty much going to miss like a huge chunk of the season probably. In hindsight, he should have had the surgery because the surgery, I mean, for a cracked rib, you just remove the rib, right? You can't like repair it. You don't put like a, a brace. You just you just pull it out, right? It was like one of the extra ones that doesn't do any structural something like that. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I, I'm pretty sure I heard that the surgery would have just been removing the cracked rib, right? Um, at that point, what would have been the recovery? Three months? He would have been ready for opening day. We've beaten that horse to death in, like, previous podcasts as it relates to, like, players being tough or whatever, like, not, you know, going to the, the staff that they, they overhaul the whole staff, like, like why does it, – it's it'd be really, really great if he did just have the surgery instead of being like, oh, I'm going to be fine, and then – three months later you're having the same pain and it's not fine and now it's spring training like it's i don't know just a grievance it's happened too many times in recent years for the yankees yeah. uh, just you know injuries were absolutely terrible last year and obviously you know when we first heard the season was getting delayed i was like oh nice we might have some of these guys back but i don't think any of us were expecting it'd be four months later almost so i'm excited for um for a spring training ace jay hap looked like that guy was ready to just eat this year mm-hmm. yep Yep, he, he's about to eat. Something. Oh, are we gonna see? Are we gonna see how many four hundred hitters are we gonna see, if any? Uh, probably I feel a like we'll few. Get yeah. Is baseball gonna count? Like, if someone, I mean, are they gonna count stats this year? Isn't there a certain? Don't put an asterisk. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I was gonna say, like, even if as it relates to like, if a guy minimum, hits like four twenty-five with twenty-three home runs, you're gonna say like, oh, obviously it was a shortened season, but that's still a, like. If a guy hits 400 plus with like 20 homers over a 55, 60 game stretch, like that's a fucking hell of a stretch. Yeah, that's awesome. remember, um, yeah. remember the seat. I think it was 2011, where Jose Bautista like started off the first half of the season. He had 37 home runs or something, like before the All Star game. If someone could do that now, or the first you know 60 game season, they could have potentially like 25, 30 home runs. That would be insane. Yeah, that's that, a nuts. That season. would just suck for a guy though. If you had, let's say, a guy leads Lee with 33 homers, like you're just thinking to yourself, God, if we had a full season, I'm at 50, yeah. 60 homers, easy. But you know that that that's that's a fool's uh, error going down that road because look at look at um, Bellinger last year, right? 
I mean, look how disgusting he was into into July, and then he was kind of terrible in August, right? Happened. And his numbers were very yeah. average. Yeah. Well, not um, average. He still finished second in like, MVP, right? <laughs> um, like, how many plate appearances you think, or you might approximately get for sixty games? If you're a starter, like five plate, four, five plate appearances a game. If you're at the top of the lineup, and I, I assume, you know, like I assume, almost no one's going to play all sixty games. You know, especially with the way Boone likes to give guys rest. I'm sure guys are going to get rest, even though if so it's like one seventy-five to two hundred range. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like. They probably have to designate it with an asterisk or something because you can't. You, well, I mean, like for the reasons that you all just said, it's you can't have someone have like 200 plate appearances and be at the top of a record or something like that. It would just be silly. No, and, and the same thing with with pitchers, right? They're the, the best starting pitchers um, are only going to be a reliever with like a point five ERA. Yeah, yeah and, and, and starters are going to get what ten starts this year? Yeah. Like 10, I was thinking 10, about 11, this. depending on who starts on opening day, I would think. I, see, that's okay. That's something else I wanted to talk about. Like, you think as the season goes on, like maybe some teams need. Like, are you just going to see guys go with like four man rotations and just kind of say fuck it? Since I don't think you can with sixty Believe games in seventy days. That's too. a lot. I was uh, like, if you have maybe not four game rotation, but I was thinking about this like as it relates probably to Garrett Cole, just because the Yankees have Garrett Cole. But like, um, wait, do the Yankees have Garrett Cole? I think they do. No, um, oh, he was about to sign, then COVID happened, and everyone, everyone just forgot about it. Forgot about it. <laughs> Canceled the contract. Like, also, if in, you in have the, in the, in the hang on, G, in the spirit of uh, COVID canceling things, friendly reminder that the Astros cheated. Yeah. Like, oh, they uh, got us so lucky. Oh my hit God. Just right? It's like, oh, well, minutes. we cheated. What will ever we do? Oh, a pandemic. Come on over. Let like, forget. You want to you want to hit this tangent quickly and add it on to Rob Manfred sucks. Like since I just saw this on Twitter today, Domingo Herman Domingo Herman did a terrible thing. He got suspended for it. He has a sixty game suspension or sixty three games, so he's going to miss the whole season the plus the first two games of next season. But uh, I think like, the postseason counts if the Yankees qualify. So I think he would just he miss. He would be eligible to come back I mean, by like the LCS. I don't think he'd he won't. be eligible. No, to if he's play 63 games at all. Um, to, either way, Andrew, you have to. Don't you have to play in a certain amount of games to qualify for the postseason? Ooh, I think Pretty you're right. Sure yeah, they change it, or that if you're suspended, then you can't be eligible for the postseason. Yeah. Or is that just for PEDs? I don't care. Either I mean, way, even, even he's if he not going to play. Like, would you really want him for PEDs? In the I feel like it should also be a thing for domestic abuse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rob Manfred sucks tangent. This is it. Domingo Herman's not going to play this year because he was suspended. But A.J. Hinch and those, you know, like those dudes, um, you know, are all suspended for this year for one season, right? And now the one season is 60 games, and they're going to be eligible to just be out there for people to hire next year like that's well i you know there's, you've heard like, the rumor that alex cora might just get rehired as the red sox manager next year dude that's, I, I that's so stupid that. man that's so stupid like it would be such a red sox thing to do though honestly yeah I mean, and they like, would get off and they would only have like, yeah. to lose him for a 60 game season where yeah, they don't have their ace anyway because remember sale had tommy john right yeah he's a, yeah. yeah i mean that's i just think that's it's i mean it's just indictment on rob manfred to think that that was even you know, I, no one would have predicted a 60-game season, but, like, to be like, oh, one season, then you'll just be good to go, and people can hire you again. Like, I mean, no one – us especially as Yankee fans, the Yankee fan base, but, like, a lot of Major League Baseball fans weren't happy with the, you know, judgment that he made on those cases. So it just it just adds on to that. Yep. And, Rob uh, Manfred handled think... the MLB reopening so bad that we forgot about how badly he handled the Astros cheating scandal. You know? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Uh, what I was going to say about Garrett Cole, since the Yankees have him now, um, that since they're only going to make whatever it is, 10 or 12, however many starts they're going to make, but like opens up the possibility to be like, hey, you haven't thrown, you know, you haven't barely pitched at all this year. Like we can throw you on three days rest more liberally in the playoffs or like an inning to close out a series or something like, why don't you come in and throw an inning? Like maybe teams would be more open and willing to use their best pitchers or their best whatever to well, you know, I mean, scenarios like that. It works that way in the regular season too, yeah. right? I know you said like an inning. I mean, if, if it's a you know like a, a division game, right, and you're you're in a tight race, even like midway through the year, right? Like let's say you, your relievers are spent or you don't trust them, like I could totally see Boone being like, all right, Cole, get in there for the ninth inning. Like every game matters so much right now. Like you ha you you have to. Well, I think 
I feel like with the 60 games, it's, there's a better chance of relievers not being overworked. Do we still because have the three batter minimum this year? Is that, or is that next year? I would think yeah, so. Yeah, I think they're still implementing that. Which is kind of, which I, makes sense because yeah. that was a way to, uh, increase think, like, think... times. But like, think about it. In the ALCS last year, Ottavino was throwing meatballs because he was just running on fumes where now he's had eight months to recover. So I would feel like I mean, he was garbage. For, he was garbage for the last like month plus of the season though. And he also had a bunch of one, one batter appearances, which won't happen. Yeah. But you know, I just feel like there's going to be some relievers who aren't, who like Ottavino, who if they had a bad stretch towards the end of the season, because they were overused so much during the, majority of the season they won't have that now so they'll be good for the majority of it yeah that's true for every team as well though over the course i mean it was was out of slump because he was was he used that much that he might have been that worn down i just felt like he was just in a funk nah but during the middle of the season it it seemed like you couldn't watch a game without out of you know you know like he was so good the first half of the year he was so Um, good i think how many games did he appear last year 70 I'll look at least, right? Um, at least I think games. for um, um, for usage of, a, of of any pitcher over the course of the season, like obviously you won't have a pitcher making like 73 games, sixty six. That's a pretty innings. pretty damn good pretty damn good amount of innings, especially because mm-hmm. like that doesn't factor in all the times he might have warmed up and not come into a game. Like yep, but seventy is a pretty good number. <laughs> um, I think over the course of like the season as a whole, like you won't have a pitcher making 70 appearances, but like for any given stretch, like we don't well, know how the schedule gee, is going to shake really, out. Really, like, really interesting um, analysis since there's only 60 games, so they can't make 70 appearances. <laughs> let's finish. Well, well, nice. I mean, I just, I was going to say like for, you're not going to have a pitcher. Can players play like, for multiple teams. God. <laughs> I was just going to say that, like, you might still have those scenarios where you want to use, like, a starter or whoever for an inning because for any isolated, like, three or four or five-game stretch, you could still use your relievers a lot, even though they might not be like, oh, I'm going to pitch in whatever the 60 games equivalent of 70 games is and be worn down over the course of the whole season. Yeah, it's like 36 games, and it's not nearly enough to uh, yeah to take a toll on you. I well, can I mean, definitely, think I can definitely see some relievers logging like fifty plus appearances though. You know? Oh yeah, I could see. I could see <laughs> well, lots of uh, some MLB managers gonna be like, oh. There's gonna be pitchers if they say you know they go like three games in a row and they take a day off, three games in a row, take a day off. That's probably I don't know forty five appearances. Or maybe like multiple inning appearances, uh, players using or pitchers making more multiple inning appearances mm-hmm. because you're not going to be making like a lot of appearances. Yeah, the appearances will be down because of the three better minimum, right? So you won't have guys that, coming in. Oh, that's true, guys. yeah. I mean, the only way you can really gamble with it is if you bring in a guy with like, let's say the base is loaded and two outs, he only has to face one batter if he gets yeah. that inning with that. I, I just look at teams that might not have like that deep of a bullpen and maybe, you know, if teams sitting at like 22 and 21 and they just have like a great reliever, it's like, all right, this guy's getting in like almost every game. Cause we, you know, we can't, there's only 20 games left and we have to win most of them to get in the playoffs, you know? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't think the Yankees will have that problem because we have like the deepest bullpen in the league, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's going to be weird, man. If it, it's going to be get really weird and they, it does happen. It's going to be really weird, man. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm – I know this is, like, kind of, like, something weird to think about, but there's just no fans, like, not really any noise. The sound of the bat on the ball is just going to – and, like, the sound of, like, the ball into the glove is just going to be just awesome. Because, yeah, like, that's one of the cool things I've noticed with the fights. When, like, a guy lands a punch, like, you hear it. And you're like, oh, man, like, I I heard how hard that punch landed. And it's going to be the same thing with baseball. When, when a guy hits, like, a 450-foot home run – and that he just hits like the sweet spot, and that ball just jumps off the bat. Like it's gonna sound just incredible. You know? You're gonna know on TV. Oh my god, I heard that like in my family room. Like that, the sound of the bat. Like, it's, so that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. But yeah, I really hope teams like the more I think about. It, I really hope teams don't like put things in the stands. Like if it's funny, like fine, whatever. But yeah, like that. Like those, the Yankees fill out the judges' chambers. Really I better not think. Yeah, the judge. Like, if there's some like they have the judges' chambers up and there's some things like that'd be cool. But 
Yeah, then no sex dolls. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm out on this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I saw that. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Like yeah. Um. Better not see any Let's of that. Let's not do that. Yeah. Um, stuffed animals and plants. Stuffed animals and plants. Yeah. Make it happen. Hey, the White Sox can put parrots everywhere, right? Isn't that where Encarnacion said? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah, I think it, it might seem He's more be like. He's gonna hits 35 home runs. Yeah, he actually might. <laughs> He could, yeah. Maybe Nelson Cruz. For the Yankees. It might be nor- like more normal steaming if they like piped in crowd noise and whatever, but I feel like like you were saying, Luigi, like, you know, hearing the bat hit the ball, like that's a it's a good opportunity to like have the fans watching on TV like experience it differently. Like the beauty of baseball. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that beauty of baseball until a guy just like pops up and you say, Fuck! Well, that's the thing. They're going to have to have huge TV delays because oh, yeah. with, with no fan noise and probably more mic'd up stuff, people are going to be dropping shit all over the place. There's going to be plenty of times where you just think your TV's volume's not working, but they're actually just blurting out like a full 10 seconds because these guys just can't stop cursing. Like, that's that... <laughs> if that was yep. the case, we really need Andrew to be at one of these games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Andrew just gonna be outside of Yankee Stadium, like screaming, swearing. In the streets. You'll be able to hear actually, him on TV. You could actually record audio on Twitter now, so like, there's Andrew's new avenue. He could just like scream into his a tweet and he could just type it out right for him, and we could hear it. It's actually a great avenue, you know. We should actually try that. Season's over. <laughs> the season's but no, what over. I'm <laughs> what I'm really excited for is just, I mean, every game means so much. Like that's. Because I've never been one of these people that wants a shorter season. You know, I love the 162 games. I love every single one of them. But this is going to be cool just to have a 60-game season, just a quick dash. Like, hopefully they get it all in, no problems. But, man. That's something that people were really – that was a comment that you heard a lot of, like, when the NBA locked out. And they only lost, like, a quarter. They lost, like, 20-something games of their season. But people still felt like that, like, 60 games, you feel more urgency – like and it was more exciting like a sprint to the finish kind of a thing so you could look at it like the the teams are everyone's in a playoff race after 100 games right and you're you're tied first place with two months left in the season like that's basically the mentality right we literally like i mean you know the july 24th that's literally usually you know a week after the all-star break so it's like hey we're just starting at the all-star break pretty much and or after the all-star break and everyone's tied yeah, and that, that's another, obviously, it wasn't mentioned, but it's pretty obvious. I mean, there's not going to be an all-star game or home run derby this year. Uh, I don't, like, I don't see, like, there's no need, you know. There's no way they'd be able to get that yeah. in because and they're already getting, point. There's just they're already unless getting they did it after the World Series in a neutral zone. During the World Series. That would actually like be pretty interesting if they did that. Yeah, I, I did see that, that they could the do it as part of, like, the World Series media week, like, a day or two before the World Series, kind of like how the... Like the Super Bowl has like media day and have, have, yeah, have like almost a week off before the. I mean, that's the thing though. I don't think they will because like they need to get the season in. You know, like once winter comes, it's you know once November hits, they kind of want to be done with the season. So, I mean, it's hard to predict what like the world is going to be, how the world is going to be functioning. Like, they could do it, like you know, the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl thing, but that would also involve like individual players traveling to a location or something like that, which might be mm-hmm. complicated. Yeah. That's true. It might just be like a bunch of players that you know haven't played in two weeks because it's of the my... playoffs. They're going to be forced yeah. to play again. Where in the NFL, it would just, it's just the same kind of schedule. They might have to do the uh, home run derby on MLB The Show, yeah, just streaming on Twitch. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's not get back into that. <laughs> that was. I give Man, them I'm not for trying be... that, but I was. I give yeah, I give them a lot of credit for trying to do like, something I'm not with that, <laughs> but they put zero so effort boring. into it. Yeah, and uh, like, like they had commentary on it, and it was just so so bad. Dude, I don't even enjoy the show that much. Like actually yeah. playing it, so watching like it's different from watching what other kind people of play. Like fan are you, G? It's different than watching other people play like NBA 2K or something like that. It's just not. Oh, it's it's not different at all. Watching other people play a sporting event through a video game is like one of the least enticing things to do. <laughs> like I can think no, of I mean, so I'm many things I'd rather do than watch someone play whole... video games on TV. No, like the like, whole like you know people watch other people play video games for sure, but like 
sports video games, like, you know, MLB The Show, people usually don't watch, like, those types. Like, that's not really, like, big in the streaming. Right, like people will watch you, like, on Twitch. Yeah, like, I was really just saying that, like, yeah, MLB play, like, a The Show game. is one of the more boring ones. It doesn't yeah, translate yeah. to the medium. That's I'm true. probably going to – I think I'm going to be more upset about, like, missing the uh, Home Run Derby than I am the actual All-Star game. Oh, yeah, I mean, the All-Star game, I, I really don't care for all that much. I'm just saying it's just, you know, there's just no way that's something – it's, it shouldn't even be a priority, you know. It's like, hey, it kind of goes without saying. They're... Yeah, well, that that type of thing. It's not a priority now. The priority was just getting the season to happen. The All Star Game and the Home Run Derby would just kind of be like afterthoughts. Yeah, yeah. Guys, anything else we uh, want to talk about? Uh, wrap it up. We've been going for almost an hour. Uh, yeah, I'm like. It, so many people got so happy with that news. Like, I got happy, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm still just, like, I'm still not getting fully all the way excited. Like, I'm still, like, all right, until the, I see a baseball game being played on my TV between two teams, like, I'm not going to get excited. Because yeah, there's still exactly. so much going to happen between now and a month. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, still, we still have a month. A month from today is when the season's scheduled to start. So there's and, still a lot that could go wrong. So, like, I'm with you, Luigi. I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not sure yeah. when exactly this came out, but they said Charlie Blackman and two other Rocky players tested. I think that came out right yesterday. Now. Okay, I saw that. And two are asymptomatic, and uh, I'm not sure which one isn't, but you know they're a all bunch of Blue Jays players and coaches yeah. have it too. Like Blackman's, I think the first one that's been yeah. like the first MLB player that's actually been publicly named. It just sucks the other, for them. The other two were minor leaguers for the Rockies too. I saw that. For for these guys, they're going to miss spring training. That's kind of what, what, or at least some of spring training. That that's what puts them at a disadvantage. But if they're asymptomatic or or lightly symptomatic and they can get over it and then have antibodies and not be at risk of getting getting it later in the season, they're just going to be a week or two delayed to start the season. Uh, but then they can play play in. I don't want to say no fear because we don't know for a fact you can't you can't get it a second time. But like they can live, they can play in basically no fear. Um, the rest of the season because they already had it. You know those athletic masks like they sell? Like I don't like why doesn't just everyone wear one of those? If masks greatly reduce the uh, you know the like risk the of getting the ones that like like triathletes wear? Yeah, like I, I know they still have like breathing holes through them, but like I'm sure they definitely. Well, that's that, that's the trend, problem because you know? yeah. again, if remember the point of the mask is not so you can't get sick from other people. It's that so if you're sick, you can't spread it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And if a mask you're wearing has holes where your 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 exhale can actually escape and go to someone else, then the mask itself is pointless. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's probably the, the 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 preventative measure in that. Yeah, I just – I mean, obviously, when like we said, none of us are scientists, but, like, I really do wish someone would just come out with a mask that's, like, just comfortable for athletes to wear, that it's, you could breathe through it and you could wear it when you play. But in sports, like, obviously, in the, like, a fighting, you can't wear a mask on your face because you're getting hit in the face. But, you know, I'm like, same with even basketball, that'd be kind of weird. But, like, in baseball, like, he's got, like, when it's cold out, these guys all the time, like, cover their faces. You know, I understand it's going to be the summer when they come back, but I don't know. I think that'd be something to possibly I mean, look I'm into. sure you'll, you'll probably see it eventually. I'm sure like, some guys will be kind of the, like, there's been, there's been, you know, sketches and whatever prototypes of people saying, like, oh, this is what a potential football helmet could look like, you know, with a mask type thing on the front of it, like, so I'm sure you'll see, I mean, the need for masks isn't going to go away in the next couple months. So I'm sure you'll see some people with some ideas about what they might be able to wear. It's, we'll see. We'll see. We're, it's, it's June 24th today, so we're exactly a month away from the proposed opening day. So we'll see. But guys, any final thoughts? I'd say independent of any coronavirus stuff that might interfere which obviously i would hope that doesn't happen i'm gonna be at least a little bit mad about the way that baseball and the players union handled this all until i see a baseball game and then it'll probably go away a little bit agreed yeah and i think like you like you said earlier um alex and luigi like i just we're holding that hope right some something could still go wrong and i don't want to think about that um i think just the amount of excitement that that hit everyone yesterday when we got the news that there's going to be a season. Um, I want to live in that fantasy land, even if it's not reality. Um, and, and if I have to be brought down by some bad news in the future, so be it. But uh, I'm just so excited to, to finally get to, um, to, I mean, at the, at the very least watch games. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is actually be at Yankee stadium. And I don't know if I'm going to get to that this year, yeah. um, even later in the year, but like just 
having something to look forward to at night when you're having a shitty day at work, like, oh, cool, the Yankees play the Red Sox tonight. I'm excited to watch that. Like, that, that, that's awesome. And then, that's right. going to get me going through the summer. And, like, it's happened to me at least, like, once a week ever since the start of lockdown where I'll just, like, I'm on Netflix. I'm just on the computer. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn. Wish the fucking Yankees were on. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I'm not used to just like like you know like I watch some stuff on Netflix, but so often I'll just literally browse for twenty thirty minutes and then pick nothing because I'm like I just want to watch the Yankees. Like that's I really, legitimately that's did that I last did. night. I yeah. Like I don't want to watch just some random show on Netflix. I want to watch the Yankees. It's it's, it's a July. It's a night in seven o'clock in June. Like uh, the Yankees should be on, and it's just yeah they they. Weird. They should be on right now. If you think of it, yeah. it's, a, it's a Wednesday in June at seven o'clock. Yep. They should be here. Hopefully, we get that in a month. I mean, no ten o'clock games. That's when I saw that. I kind of just I was like, okay, this season definitely needs to happen because no <laughs> ten o'clock games. I'm sold. If yeah, tell me no ten o'clock games, and hey, maybe sixty game season every season. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. Let's just slow down. Let's just slow down. Let's just slow down. Maybe yeah, 160. 160. Um, okay, so we'll cut two off. Two games. Just two games. So let's get a nice, nice number. Nice looking number. Yeah, that's our show. Um, for Matt, for G, for Andrew, for Alex. This was the Bronx Bar and Battle Pod, and see you guys next time.